This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello there and welcome to the Wednesday Week podcast and this is my Wednesday. It's our spin-off show that we started a a year or so ago. This is Series 2. We had a bit of a sabbatical and then we've come back and uh, this is the second time in two weeks. You'll have listened to my dulcet tones. Um, And it's my great pleasure today to introduce you to Matt Fowler. Now, we met at Accrington Stanley last season. And, indeed, and, yeah. and then we didn't see each other, and then he sat in front of me at Wembley. So we went from the highs of Accrington and the lows <laughs> of Wembley. Or have I got that the wrong yeah. way around? From Alex Mighton <laughs> to Josh Windass, yeah. Yes. Oh, God, Alex Mighton. He scored as well, didn't he, on that day? He scored that day, yeah. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't stop singing his name all games. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to my Wednesday, Matt. Yeah, as we... Fun. what we. That's fine. What all what we always do is we uh, we delve back into your dim and distant past. So we always like to pick away at why you've become a Wednesday fan and why. Because I know you don't live that close to Hillsborough anymore, and I know you do a lot of travelling. So, Matt, tell me about yourself and tell me why you love Wednesday. Wow. Uh, well, where it all starts really. Um, I was born in Northern General. Um, my family, uh, I lived in Chapel Town, but only for a few few months as, as a baby. Uh, my mum's from, now again, she pronounces it Shearcliffe, but people say Shycliffe. Uh, my dad's from Stannington, so I suppose it in the middle, you could say, is Hillsborough. Uh, but um, they both worked for Bass or Stones, as it was back then, and moved to uh, Derby. So as a child, I actually grew up in, in, the, in the suburb of Derby. So... I did a bit of a check of past with football. Um, I was growing up in the 80s and 
I, I may have owned a couple of Everton shirts, um, a dodgy Coventry Hummel shirt that's back now in fashion, the half and yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. After they won yeah. the up. And maybe the odd picture of me in a Derby County kit as well from when I was growing up with, with my friends. But I always knew I was from Sheffield and we always knew um, we'd go back because my, my dad's got a big family. My mum's got a family from in Sheffield as well. So we go back very regularly to Sheffield. And um, I suppose I need to admit that my first ever football match was actually at Bramall Lane. And it was it was Derby County versus Sheffield United. And my dad took me and um, I remember the game 1986 and I remember the goal that Derby scored is scored by a guy called Phil G, um, very tall, rangy striker. Funny thing was when I was 18, I actually ended up playing the same team as Phil G. Right. Yeah, I actually, yeah, actually ended up playing the same team as him and the training was terrible because I was a goalkeeper and he just used to stick them past me left, right, centre. <laughs> so I knew then that'd be no good. Um, but then... I suppose in the in the late eighties, I just knew I was from Sheffield, um, and my family was very divided uh, between Blades and Owls. Um, my my closest uncle was probably you know he was a Sheffield United season ticket holder. My granddad came from a generation of going to both um, Wednesday and and United, and used to live um, behind John the John Street stand when he was younger. Um, so he used to go to both and. They always talk about Owlerton going to the dog track and everything like this, and and then yeah, just just. Sheffield Wednesday, I think probably the name, there's a city, it was the closest ground to where I was born. And perhaps it would be a bit different to everyone else at school. And yeah, I followed Sheffield Wednesday in the um, in the late 80s, uh, I wow. would say. My wow. first my first kit was the, the green and white hooped. Um, oh, much derided kit because it was very yeah, close to Celtics yeah. kit, wasn't it? You either love very it or hate it. it. That, was, that was my first that was my first kit. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. that became Sheffield Wednesday. So. Fantastic. So you went to the dark side, then you went to the even darker side, and then you oh, saw the light. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, I remember yeah, I, had a, I had a Sheffield Wednesday scarf, and my first ever Sheffield Wednesday game was actually at the baseball ground, and it was the the memorable John Hawks um, master blaster from, from him past Peter Shilton. And I had my Wednesday scarf on, but I was in the derby and behind the goal in the middle tier behind Peter Shilton. And wow. I want to say there was the, the Normanton Road end is called and the Osmiston end was was full of the away end. Uh -huh. It was before they moved them to the side is when they had them behind the goal. And yeah, yeah. It, it just erupted. Yeah. The, the, the end just erupted. And I just remember I just wanted to be in there. I had my Wednesday scarf on. I had it covered up because I was in the Derby County. I just remember it just erupting. I was like, oh, my God, I just want to be in that away end. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just brilliant. And then what an iconic goal as well. I didn't know what it meant, but what an iconic goal past England's number one at the side. Um, yeah, it always reminds of that yellow kit. People talk about that yellow kit and what players yeah. that reminds them, and 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 him striking that ball. The, the oh. pass, I think it, the pass, I think it was from Worthington across, awesome. and two or three paces, then hit it. And to be England's keeper at the time as well, and he so, wasn't even close to it. I was behind. He wasn't no. even close to that. No way. <laughs> I always thought he was a bit short to be England's goalkeeper. Pretty short, sure, but yeah, it was a hell of a strike. And just, just yeah. The, the away and just erupted. I just remember seeing just limbs everywhere and the noise the fans yeah. made all night. Like I said, I had my Chef Wednesday scarf on. That, to me, uh -huh. I was a Chef fan. And yeah, I was very proud that day. Go back in school the next day. <laughs> With the scarf well and truly over oh, the top of the uniform. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so from that, obviously living away away from Sheffield, 
when did you start going on a regular basis to home games, etc.? Was it that same season or no? No, um, it was a few years later, actually. To be honest with you, um, my first ever trip to Hillsborough was the '93 Blackburn second leg League Cup final, League yep. Cup semi final. Uh, yep. We won two one after we'd won four uh, two at Ewood Park. Again, um, I was into playing football, so yeah. I would play most weekends, and I was more about that than watching at the time. Okay. Um, I suppose and my family weren't huge football fans in terms of spectators. So yeah, it was I think enough badgering then and we went to the uh the Blackburn and then the, I think it was the midweek, it might have been the same week or the following week, it was the Derby County replay. Yeah. Um after the three three mm-hmm. and we won one nil. And uh, yeah, that was it. I was hooked. And then after then it was I think ninety five, my first season tickets. Um, yeah. on the cart with my mum she, she'll be very pleased for me to mention her she uh, <laughs> yeah we had a couple of season tickets for a few, few years and then then since then yeah as much as I can do in between work family moving away and uh, yeah now now season ticket holders on the north stand with, with uh, someone I'm not only allowed to mention him once so I'm not going to talk about him just yet <laughs> all right okay so when you were play- who, who were you playing football then for in the in the late uh, in the early 90s late 80s early 90s then I was just 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 growing up so she was playing right. kids football so he's in uh-huh. the area. Um, I actually played in the same team as that well-known Sheffield Wednesday left back uh, Kevin Nicholson. I think he <laughs> made made one appearance for us. Um, <laughs> but he was, a, he was a friend of mine from school, and yeah, he um, we played in the same same uh, football team on a Saturday. Okay. And then we, yeah. we played play for Wednesday. Done one month, one thing more than I ever achieved. <laughs> so obviously, um, a lot of people sometimes deride this podcast because we talk about the 90s but it's that little little piece of nugget of of history that we cling to of people of a certain age men and women of a certain age cling to because we saw over that period of time probably stemming from uh the the Howard Wilkinson days into the Ron Atkinson period and then Trevor Francis obviously was that um the players that we had at that time which Unfortunately, we took for granted. Um, <laughs> um, so sitting from afar for a while until you were going on a regular basis, uh, who were your sort of players growing up as a teenager and then into your early 20s, etc., were sort of the players that you, being a guy who plays football, who, who did you sort of admire the most in the blue and white stripes? Well, I, I used to play um, in, as a goalkeeper and then I used to play as a centre-forward. So um, one one my school team I play in goal and then on a the weekend I play up front. So so back then there was only really obviously David Hurst. Um, yeah. What what a what a striker, um, oh, unbelievable. And I always used to go enjoy going to Hillsborough watching Kevin Pressman warm up. Um, yeah, he was somebody I used to get into Hillsborough early and watch his routine and take his routine with me and and, yeah. and try and do the same warm-up and yeah try and see what he was doing and we'd always get in the ground early um because of traveling and parking so yeah we, we'd get in there and i'd always uh-huh. my mum would oh, need to go to the toilet i'm right i'm sorry i got time for this mum i'm up to the back of the car and i'm watching <laughs> the warm-up because the keepers always came out early so yeah um kevin pressman and then i just yeah from a striking perspective no one hit a ball better than than david, david Hurst. Hurst. Yeah, yeah so. it always makes you wonder. I mean, he had a fantastic career anyway, but if when he had that cruciate injury, it makes you wonder if he'd approached it more professional like professionals do now, what sort of career he would have had, you know, for England yeah. and, and beyond that. Yeah, I mean, he 
he came back from that injury, didn't he? I think it was a Steve Bold yes. tackle, which uh, which was the kind of main one. But he was always kind of targeted in, in lots of tackles. Mm. Um, but he, he's just, it's just the power the guy had running, the the the, the strike, the, the ability to just know where the goal was. It was, yeah. you know, what, what he could have been. And again, I think it's probably well documented that back then players didn't perhaps look after their bodies the way they do now, etc. But yeah, it's... Mm. Um, yeah, he was just on the edge of, I think it was his first England cap, and um, he was, uh, yeah, what a player. It, it, yeah, if you'd seen him, him, if he'd ended up playing up front with Alan Shearer, then it, it probably would have, we would have had maybe another, maybe a cup in under his belt in regards to winning stuff. <sighs> yeah, we still seem to be apart from the 1991, which um, I remember ruining my mum's coffee table over. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, apart from that, yeah, we were looking cup finals, but if we had those two, yeah, we'd have been uh, definitely up there. Although Paul Warris was a was a fine striker, fitted for a period of time. And what... Well, I was thinking that because you were saying goalkeeper and then forward. I was thinking, well, Paul Warhurst, I think he was, was yeah. he a, a right back or central it's defender? Centre half, yeah. Off, yeah, yeah. But he saved us at Derby away. I remember when I was listening to that game um, in the 92 93 cup run. And um, we were the Premier League side and Derby were League One, a, a championship, or whatever you were, Division One. And obviously, I was from Derby. And, oh, my word. We were, I think we went 1 0 up, then went 1 1. Then we went 2 1 up, then it went 2 2, then it went 3 2 Derby. And I remember I was listening to Radio Derby and I was absolutely beside myself. <laughs> I could not cope with it. I was, could not cope with this now. I think it was Warriors who, who made it 3 3 and took it to a replay. And I was, yeah, thank you for that, Paul. Appreciate that. So at school, because I was actually brought up, my, my sort of uh, secondary days uh, was out in Derbyshire, in Bakewell. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah, so a lot of um, my friends were Derby fans or they were Liverpool or Tottenham fans because during the yeah. sort of mid-80s, mid, mid, uh, obviously Liverpool were winning everything. And, and Ozzy Ardiles, Hoddle, et cetera, at Tottenham. Uh, and so my, one of my mates was a big Tottenham fan. But there was no real Wednesday, even though we were only 22, 23 miles away from Sheffield. So there was a certain amount of uh, stick given by friends. <laughs> um, there's, there's quite a, a rivalry between Wednesday and Derby, I, 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 certainly in the recent years. Um, what was it like then growing up as a kid? What, what, what was it like in the schools being a Wednesday and then the majority I take were Derby fans? Yeah, yeah, I was, so we were South Derbyshire, so um, towards Burton on Trent near Staffordshire. But yeah, I, there was one of the, one of the lads in my year who was a, who was a massive Wednesday fan, um, and we became best friends. We literally became best friends, and um, yeah, even, you know, unfortunately for the last few years, not remained in contact, but we were the two Wednesday fans. And at that time, we had, we had the upper hand over Derby going through those years. I don't think it's until about 98, 99, or 97, Derby started beating us and never looked back. It was 30 yeah. <laughs> like odd years he had one at Hillsborough and then they turned up and beat us 5-2 once and that was it. Um, so it was all right because I was, uh, Derby weren't, weren't a major threat. They, they, they were a small, smaller mm. club. They didn't have a big ground or huge attendances. So I could kind of lord it over them a little bit because <laughs> we were beaten uh, and beat them in, in key games or whatever. So I would probably wear my, my Wednesday... Um, my Wednesday uh, training top, the Umbro blue and black one at the time oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. But e even when we lost in the cup finals, I proudly wore it to school the next day going, not, not fair yet, we lost the, the cup final, but it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. still proud yeah. of the, the, the team. 
Did you make it to any of the Wembleys then in the early nineties? No, 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 I didn't make it to any of those. Unfortunately, yeah. my my <laughs> uncle went. My, my uncle went to the um, Sheffield United Sheffield Wednesday one. He actually gave me his, his programming ticket stub from that game, so yeah. that I've got that somewhere. But he was, that's from the United end, so right. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't make it to any of those cup finals. So I just remember watching them and developing OCDs as the game went on, trying to <laughs> convince that my my actions would help us help our cause. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, unfortunately not. We have uh, a number of podcasters who think very much the same based on whether or not they turn up early or late. Oh. And and recently it was the consumption of a full trifle, which they then we drew with Huddersfield afterwards. And Holly felt that by eating an entire family trifle, that then changed uh, the, the, the the way that Wednesday would play. Um, I, I, I went through phrases of when we're going to go to Hillsborough. I, I look at the scoreboard four times and look away. Yeah, thinking that that would influence that was influencing you know this is probably more mental health than football, but yeah, this is this is something that I thought would would influence the game, and I can't ever remember not doing it and it costing the game, but it's just just strange, wonderful things as goes on in matches that you think you're so involved, aren't you? And yes, yeah, it is funny, isn't it? The the superstitions people have. I used to when I first moved out from home, I shared a house with a guy in Hansworth, and he was a massive Wednesday fan, and. He didn't wash his shirt until uh, we lost a game. So I remember the season when Pleat was managing. I think we were top of the league and we won so many games at the start of the season. Four, four games, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and, and, and he used to put this shirt on the radiator and he was a big lad, <laughs> so you can imagine. And he'd put it on the radiator and you'd walk into the kitchen and you'd be it was a terraced house and you'd be hit by this smell of a Umbro Sanderson shirt slowly <laughs> going off on the radiator it was pretty hideous really so <laughs> yeah i don't shave before a match so i i have a i don't shave every morning and and trust me it doesn't work so i don't know what <laughs> well you may have done last season but not yeah so much this season. <laughs> yeah not so much these this season yeah. so um, so obviously getting a season ticket in the mid 90s we started seeing a little bit of a tail off of of um performances didn't we um, who who was playing then? Who were the regulars when you started going on a regular basis? Tails. Well, it's a great it's a great actual um, point you made, Dex. Actually, that season you're talking about was probably I think maybe in our second season tickets um, on the cop. So it was the Richie Humphreys um, goals against Aston Villa, Leeds, yeah. Uh, yeah. Leicester. Leicester, I think yeah. it was when we won the fourth game, um, and then Waddle I think was just still there or may have just left. Um, but when I was going Waddle and then came along and Sheridan's final year, uh, moving on to then the Decanio, the Carboni era, the um, following Decanio times, uh, and then into the Nicholas Alexanderson before we, we kind of went down. And then um, I had a resurgence back in the first relegation bit where we had the uh, John Bestweatherick. Best Weatherick's and Guy Branston and um, all these kind of fantastic players and the, the young lads that um, came through and then moved on to the other side of the Lee Brombers, the Derek Geary's, the, the Alan Quinns uh, mm -hmm. and those kind of players. So, yeah, yeah I've seen some uh, some interesting teams at times. The, the Italians, we sort of have a talk about the Italians. I mean, uh, everybody, sort of, some people of a certain era forget about those guys and sort of go for Hurst and Waddle and Sheridan. But I think we, those two players brought just amazing skills and some amazing football. I remember going down to White Hart Lane 
the Canio scoring in. He had the Tasmanian Devil T-shirt yeah. underneath his shirt. I mean, were you there when he pushed the referee over? No, wasn't it that game, the um, the Arsenal one there? But yeah, I was yeah. All about it, and yeah, it was more interestingly Briscoe's winner. To be honest, I didn't think yes, the Canio <laughs> would, would go that far. But one of the players back then, I, I remember, uh, and I always thought was never given enough chance, but I thought would do better was was the Dutchman Orlando Trustful. Yes. Um, funny story, not a funny story, but we we my mum once for my birthday took me on a stadium tour before they did them as stadium tour she actually contacted yeah. the club and asked if we could go around they went to the training ground and uh, the first team was training and uh, he came out and I got his autograph got a picture and I just thought he's a really cool kind of guy and um, yeah then I watched him play a few times I thought he's, he's got something about him mm-hmm. um, it was around the time we had the um, Darko and Dejan Stefanovic Darko yeah. Kovacevic and, yeah. and those guys but I just thought Trustful had something about him that could have been more but we never we never got to see it um, yeah. yeah, I remember meeting him, and he just seemed a really nice guy. To be fair, I, I remember I remember thinking that he was a, a good player. I think we had a number of core players that we didn't build upon in those times, the sort of yeah. Reggie Blinker days, Di Canio, you know. But then we brought people in like Peter Atherton, sort of players who maybe Nolan, Nolan was a player, but you know, yeah. maligned a little bit, but actually, it just wasn't Nigel Worthington. No, that, that's the that's the kind of thing. But Ian, Ian Nolan did a great job. Huge boots to fill when you look at the guys who left, and I think yeah. that was a lot of the trouble. Yeah, um, I remember Roland Nielsen's final game. I was at that game. I think it was against uh, Man City, the last game of the season. Man City, uh, you know, um, a group, a set of fans always respected as away fans at Hillsborough. But the best before they had the money, even even yeah. then, they, yeah, they yeah. Were always loud at Hillsborough. Always. Always well respected. But yeah, I remember Roland Nielsen's last game. And then I can't remember who we signed his right back. It was wasn't Blondu. It was somebody else, and he just was just never going to be the same. So no. Never going to be the same as Roland Nielsen. So. No, no. It's it, uh, I remember going down to Coventry when he came back, and he played at Coventry, yeah. and and standing in the away ends, just sort of heartbroken. This guy was <laughs> playing in this guy was playing in blue and white stripes, but it was a different blue. And I never thought if he'd never come back, I would have. I would have. You know. I, I'm actually going to a dinner at Hillsborough in a few weeks where he's uh, he's the guest speaker. So uh, it should be interesting to have a chat to him about his time at Hillsborough because yeah. he was just a consummate professional, wasn't he? Just superb. Just a Rolls-Royce of a footballer and yeah. just glided across the pitch and had everything as far as I could you know, remember seeing him. Just yeah. never seemed to make a mistake. Apart from, yeah. I think he's a back pass against Blackburn hit the post. That was about it. Yeah, superb, superb. So... We go into the dark days. Um, (laughs) We go into uh, the championship as it's in League One. And then I think we escape relegation down into the next division, which is now called League One. Uh, But then we've ended up there eventually. So we've obviously mentioned some of the lads that have come through over the years and obviously the the Quins and so on. So Derek Geary. But we we had a bit of a bright spell, didn't we? We're under uh, Paul Sturrock. And, yeah. and 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 we went to Cardiff in the Cardiff day. playoff. Awesome day. Um, yeah, bit of a local game for me by then because I was living in Western Supermare by then. It's my first year actually down in the southwest. So um, yeah, I went with um, from, when I moved down to Western. I started staying in the B and B. A friend of mine recommended it, but the guy who owned it was a Wednesday fan. <laughs> so, wow, we're uh, everywhere. So, yeah, so went, me, me and my mate who came down, um, and him, him and his son, we all went to, to Cardiff together. Uh, and I remember 
you know, walking the streets of Cardiff, absolutely, I knew we had a great fan base, but just in awe of what it was like around the ground. Mm. And then the game was so draining and so emotional and so long that when we came out, it was really quiet. And it was where I was anyway, I was in the upper tier, it seemed really quiet, like everyone was just exhausted and just needed a rest from the game. But yeah, what a, what a memory that was. Yeah. It was a huge roller coaster, wasn't it? You know, oh. of, of, of being up and then down, the, pe the penalty, you know, and... And, uh, and that fourth, that third and fourth goal, we, yes. we and, and Drew Talbot. Drew Talbot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Drew Talbot's goal. That still stick again, one that sticks in my memory of taking that ball. And just, uh, I think, huge relief. Yeah. Because it's still Wednesday, but we're still not home and dry yet. It's, <laughs> it's a, you know, we've got no minutes left. We've got a goal to go. We still need another one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah so you moved, somebody might have picked up on that, to Western Supermare. I did, yeah. So obviously with work, I would suggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've moved around um, for work and then settled in Western Supermare, yeah. So, so, that's, so that's pretty far away. It's, it's not like... It's not the closest, I've got to be honest, to Hillsborough. Um, I'm still lucky. I my, my parents in the, well, my mum in the, in Derbyshire, so we get to go and stay stay there when we come up. But yeah, it's uh, 186 miles each way. And you have a season ticket on the North Stand. Ah, yes, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why, you know, to, to speak to people like yourselves who, I know when we bumped into each other at Accrington, it was that case, and you told me, you know, oh, yeah, we're living, and, and obviously Accrington's even further north. Yeah and, yeah, and and that to me is the whole thing about being a football fan, not just being a Wednesday fan, being a football fan, is it doesn't matter where you are in the country, you will travel and you will go and watch them. And it, yeah, that, that that's that's so we've been to Wembley, we've gone up. Unfortunately, I think I thought that sorry Cardiff, I thought that um, Paul Sturrock had a bit of a short straw that following year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you should have um, had a longer time. To, to build that team but we had we had a group of players there a couple of little gems in regards to Chris Brunt and Glenn Whelan I mean I remember seeing Chris Brunt score at Leeds a, a home game against Coventry where he absolutely you know rifled it from distance um, and I think Glenn Whelan was around that time really starting to hit his straps in terms of what he could be um, yeah David Lucas in goal um Lee Bullen, um, Graham Lee, I think it was as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Half, Frankie Simic, and all these players. And we had um, probably a team that you'd say was was a team. We were doing these standout, massive, apart from Chris Brunn. Um, yeah. I think Steve McLean was up front, Lee Peacock, and those kind of players. And it started changing a little bit as we went into to the next few years. But you could see that Chris Brunn and Glenn Whelan were good players, but I think what they went on to achieve, I was quite, you know, like, that's wild that they had great careers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, always enjoyed watching them play. Were you doing many away games then as well? Because I know you do a lot now, don't you? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I was back then, I remember, was it our first season, we may have got relegated and went to Swindon away and Shefki Kuchi scored. Yeah. Uh, I think we are 3-1 up and thought we are going to absolutely HMSP the league and then it was... 3-2, I think we're 3-0 up, it was 3-2 before we knew it and we would go again kind of scenario. So yeah, I, I would do away games, um, random sporadic ones really. Um, yeah. it, I remember we were going to Bramall Lane a few times, um, yeah, quite interesting. 
with my my uncle. He's a he's a Sheffield United. He was a Sheffield United season ticket holder, and uh, we went and we followed him where to park, and uh, we went in the Shoreham chip shop. There's a chip shop on the Shoreham road behind there, and obviously we had no colours. It was me, my mum, my sister, my friend, and my uncle. And we're just messing around in a chip shop. It's before match. It's a night match. We always played them on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Things that they may have been the flare night when the fighter flare into our fans. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. For more information, see McDonald's.com. See you later. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's a bit, it's a bit of it. And my uncle was a bit of a joker. He's a, he's a big, tall man, full beard. And we were all messing around it. And this chip shop's full. I remember a pub next door, and he just turned around and says, if you lot don't show up, and they tell the rest of this, like, you, you support. I'm like, oh, my God, the chip <laughs> dead. It's like, oh, no. I think even he realised afterwards, like, yeah, you're all right, but... <laughs> you just feel like everything alright okay yeah so we just got our food and shuffled on out as his eyes roll on us and, yeah, made our way around to the Bramall Lane end but yeah it's, um, yeah, did a lot of did quite a lot of away games yeah yeah so uh, how old's your boy now how old's, how's your, how old's your son Morgan he's 16 and we're not to mention 16. him once so yeah Morgan's 16 uh, my daughter 16. she's 15 but he he's the football he's a football fan because that's what you, he was with you so he's a year older than my boy so when did when did he get indoctrinated into becoming a Wednesday fan did he have much choice for a start uh, no choice literally <laughs> I have got um, picture of me six months old with a Wednesday shirt on uh, and yeah he always wore Wednesday kit to his training um, he he's he's quite interesting he's on the north stand and um, he's probably the only one there with a, a southwest accent and. Um, he says I slip into Sheffieldish quite easily when I, I get around yeah. the city. But yeah, he had no choice. However, he wasn't hugely into supporting football or following football. But I want to say the Euros a couple of years ago was, you know, I look back on my life and say probably Italian 90 yeah. was a book thing, something that got me interested into it. And then club started meaning more than country. And I was hoping that something would come along and kickstart his passion for football. And it was definitely the Euros. And then we went to... Uh, the Huddersfield Town League Cup home leg about three years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in in August. Oh, just just fancy going up to the match. And he went, yeah, go go up. Well, he'd done a few games. He'd been to the Wickham promotion game. He'd been. Yeah. I think he'd done probably about ten or fifteen games before then, uh-huh. um, all the way through his life. And then um, we went to that game. I said, oh, you know, the selling season tickets. Is this something you fancy doing? And he went, yeah, I don't mind. Went, well. If you commit to it, mate, I'll commit with you, but you, you've got to commit to it. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was like, no, no, I'll do it. And he has. He has been absolutely um, non-waving in his, his support of going <laughs> up and down the motorway, um, staying away, uh, travelling. When most people are home, we, we're getting home about half past eight, nine o'clock at night to drive in. And 
we leave at half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, or we stay at my mum's the night before. So, and he's absolutely, even this season, he's not wavering. I, I was no. a worried after the start we'd had, like, yeah. You know, yeah. sure, but no, you know, he's still, he's still fully committed to it. So. I think it's quite nice because uh, you've got it's that time of dad and lad together, isn't it? And, yeah. and I know myself with Ethan, I know Ash is on the podcast with Lewis's son. Um, we, we've really enjoyed that over the last few years, doing a lot of home and away. It, it is that bonding because as they become teenagers, they obviously so much, of, so much of everyone's friends keep them occupied I mean that he grew up he grew up for the, the playstation era and it still is but it stopped doing that and, and didn't really go out with his friends that much but he does now and there's all these other things there's a phone there's all these other things to keep him occupied but i, I really am grateful for his commitment and yeah that's, my time with him is probably far more enjoyable than the actual football at times it's, it's yes and do you know what it's what my mum used to say when we used to go you know yeah. she used to do that yeah. time with time with me and i'd be more about the football but and um, yeah, it's it's wonderful, and just to see him enjoy it, and you know, just to say, I mean, yeah, the Wembley when when we saw you in Wembley, um, we went for the full weekend. We stayed down there. We were in Covent Garden um, uh, all night and all afternoon on the the day before. Then then we're at Wembley that that day, and yeah, how can you ever you can't buy that? So fast forward, just fast backwards a little bit. So yeah. we'll pick on that in regards to Wembley. So did you go up on the Friday night? Did you go up on the Friday night and see the uh, playoff semi yeah. against people? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we went. Yeah. Again, it was one of those. We, we watched the away leg because at, at that point we were struggling for points. We're not now. We're, we're in the upper brackets now points. We're struggling for points. So we couldn't get to Peterborough away um, in, the, in the semi-final. But we, we sat there and went, 4-0, we're not going. It's too far. I'm not bothered. You know, it's done. Season's done. How can we've gone from top? How can we've gone from this position? How can this have happened? You know, it's Sunderland all over again. You know, we're devastated after Sunderland the year before. We're not going. And then the week went on and said, look, we've got tickets. What's the worst that can happen? We already know we're out. What's the worst that can happen? And it's like, all right, then we'll go. Oh, I'm yeah. Go. I, I'm going to say, because I travel 15 miles but yeah. you've got that hundred and odd mile journey up there. Yeah, yeah. On, on a night game. It was a Thursday night, wasn't it? Not a Friday. Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. You probably got work next day, school the next day. He and, did, yeah. It's yeah. he, 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 quite a few <laughs> night matches. He's, he's managed to make. Again, night matches with him was like, you can go if you go to school. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go yeah, to school. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. commitment for a teenager. Yeah. Definitely commitment um, for a teenager. So yeah, we, we kind of ummed and ahed about it, and then we, literally I think it's the day before. I, I come on, let's go. What we've got to lose? Just, we've followed them this far. Yeah, at least show our you know appreciation for the for what they've done this season. If they have absolutely morally screwed it up, and, yeah. and then yeah, we win. So. so 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 what was the conversation like going up? Come and then what was the conversation like coming back down? I mean, the conversation going up was. <laughs> Oh look, here's what it is. No, yeah. Literally, we had no chance. We yeah. we did not see ourselves having a chance. And even I think we stopped to my mum's on the way up, and it was even she's oh they've got a chance, aren't they? And I'm like nah, we ain't got a chance. <laughs> so we're quite relaxed actually. We're quite relaxed. And then um, obviously we're going to Hillsborough a little bit early, and then it was really ramping up. And, and the the video Darren Moore coming across. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? We can we can do this. Yeah, I, I think we can do this. And um, all the nights and, and matches I've been to Hillsborough, that that atmosphere that night. Um, where, I mean, we sat in a row in the north stand, and it, it, the comical geniuses on our row. Um, yeah. It's just one got one of those rows, 
Um, and it was just brilliant. But I, we were just we were all over the place, us hugging random people, and as you know from Wembley, it's kind of a thing. But yeah, it's it's just absolutely fantastic. But yeah, um, I've got another another interesting story about this as well. That um, after the Bristol City game, um, living down living down there, I actually um, went out that night in Bristol. A friend of mine said, "Do you want to go out?" So I went. Yeah, I went out with him, and I was out, and this bloke walked past me. I thought. I swear that looks like Jack Hunt. I swear that's Jack Hunt. But you know when you see people in real life? Yeah. And, and you kind of go, is it the real person or not? And anyway, so I went up to this bloke. I'd obviously had a bit of courage in me because I'm not normally like this. And I, I put on my best Sheffield accent. Is that, that Jack Hunt? There's a dead ringer for Jack Hunt. He went, no, no, I'm not Jack Hunt. Oh, sorry. Mistake. He goes, where are you from? So I said, well, I'm from Sheffield. And, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, who'd you follow? And, I, and I've got uh, owls eyes tattoo down there i just showed him my arm and he, he actually kissed my arm and we had, yeah. we had a chat and he, he just went yeah he just he just talked about Sheffield wednesday and how, how much he loved it and so i did ask him about that penalty he said jack yeah i, I bought him a drink he said jack is is a drink he said, tell me about that penalty did you miss hit it because it took forever as far yeah. as i remember to go into that top corner and he went no he goes I, uh, as a right back we we're trained to accurately cross and it was just i just crossed it into the top corner were his words so he stood yeah. around chewing his chewing gum. Yeah, so you chewed your chewing gum. Which, which is a pet this. hate of mine, footballers chewing <laughs> chewing gum. And then just stood there like going, yeah, I've scored yeah, it. Good. That was it. I said, well, well yeah. But yeah, he, he absolutely loved his time on Wednesday. He taught me a few things as well, but I can't, I can't repeat what they are. No, he, so he, I, he, I can. He was drunk. Because, so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of course, he's down there at Rovers now, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, obviously... That led us to Wembley, and you've you've touched on Wembley, and uh, I I know for a fact you were in front of us, and we did a bit of celebrating together, didn't we, Matt? We did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Uh, the Will Volks goal, I think we were. That was a cuddle number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was ruled out for offside. Jack Hunt again, funny enough. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if all the goals to 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 score to win a playoff final, the Volks goal would have been the goal, really, wouldn't it? Great goal. it, it yeah. Ah. And, and and to this day, looking how things are going at the moment, Essex, you know, you might not ever get the chance to score a goal like that again. I don't know. Um, it, it's a it, fantastic strike. But then, obviously, one of the most boring, crappiest games ever at Hillsborough, but Joshua Windows pops up, 20 plus three, and the rest is history, effectively, on that great day back in May. Except for that, remember, right, I think I, I dipped down to the concourse at half time and literally got stuck and couldn't get back up and I came back up and then there's all this commotion going on and I said to you what's gone on and he said oh he's been sent off like, oh god he's been sent off I can move down to 10 men you know Barnsley play's been sent off I was like, oh fantastic we're in here <laughs> oh, wow. I mean I went to Oakwell away and I watched Barnsley at home and I was there's the only team I was worried about in that league to go so yeah they were, I thought they were far better than us through the season. And then they were down to 10 men. I thought, oh, we've got this now. Oh, we made such hard work of it. Yeah. But yeah. I still didn't think we were going to score, even to the point then when we did score after, even yeah. after the first goal. But yeah, just to see Wembley just explode. Like they say, we were right in line with um, the kind of 18-yard box goalpost area, lower tier, under the roof. And it just went balmy. It, it just went up when that ball at the back of the yeah. head. Couldn't believe it, actually. Couldn't yeah. Believe it. No. No, and to the I think to our kids, it meant so much as well. I mean, Ethan was was there back when we lost against Hull, 
and he and, and I remember him he was fine afterwards and then about two hours later we were sitting at sat in a curry house in Harrow and he just burst into tears. And I think then every grown man around the table who'd gone down was burst into tears because Ethan set us all off. From yeah. to well, then we, we, see... we went to the we went to the whole game and actually yeah. kind of came out and they thought, well, we didn't deserve anything from that. No. We, we didn't we're nowhere near good enough that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the Huddersfield one, yeah, we've got to about that one. Yeah. That oh yeah. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of let's go back in time a little bit to that pick on that strand about the sort of those days under Carlos. Now, you know, we've talked about the sort of players in the 90s and we talked about the players around the Stuart period where we had a little bit of brightness. Obviously, um, Mr. Chancery threw a bucket load of cash at it to try to get us in the Premiership. And we saw some really, really great players for a short period of time, I would say. <laughs> who at that time, who at that time sort of, um, who, who who sort of felt, you felt had a spark there? Who who were the players who stood out, in your opinion, that time? Uh, Lopez, midfield. I was like, oh. a, I was like, a, I was like a midfielder. Um, George Byers is my screensaver on my phone at the moment, because I, unfortunately that probably based on last year. But Lopez, I thought yeah. was, Kieran Lee always had... Oh. Utter, utter time for Kieran Lee, the way he played the game. Lopez as well. Um, Bannon, I think, has always been a mainstay around those times as well. Um, but yeah, I think that um, for me, it would have to be probably, I thought he was one of the best midfielders around we never really saw enough of. And yeah. I couldn't, I think he was left out of the final. He was. Um, Hutch came in for him, didn't they? Yeah, again, but a player like Hutchinson, you know. Injured, but injured, but you know, different dynamic, different type of player offered you the kind of leadership, and the, you always wonder when he went in for a tackle. Oh God, what we're going to, what's going to happen here? But um, he <laughs> I think yes, didn't he? So um, red card. I think Hutch Bingo, we called it, wasn't it? Would he, would he get sent off? Would he? Would he injured himself? You know, we scored some cracking goals back. I mean, Ross Wallace, yeah. Um, yeah. Adam Reach. You know, they, they were, we were we were literally littered with unbelievable goal scorers. That, yeah. You know, just take for we're taking for granted some yeah, of these finishes yeah. we're seeing. It's awesome, uh, but yeah, Lope, Lope, I thought Lopez, um, Alex Lopez, isn't it? Is that his name? It's a, it, to me, to me, it's a shame. A, if he played in the final, would we have won? Maybe not, but um, we should have kept him for. He was on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, um, <clears throat> it would have been great to have seen him another season, but unfortunately, yeah, that is that is what happened, and then. Try to brush over the Josh Lukai um, um, days Monk. and Gary Monk and obviously uh, Steve Bruce. Uh, I, mean, I think of... Steve Bruce was a, was, was a bad time. I thought we were we played some okay stuff under Steve Bruce in terms of he knew how to win games. In, in, yeah. in, in terms of that, it's just the way he left the, the club and we all knew it was coming. Yeah, I think I think the problem was was I mean yeah I agree he brought some players in he changed the style we seemed to have the togetherness and I think there was some amount of positivity to the fan base that they thought we might be going somewhere this might yeah. be the first bright bright star after Carlos leaving but we know where that ended up so we've obviously been at Wembley what happened is what happened in regards to Darren Moore leaving uh, I want to forget about Cisco Munoz. Uh, I think no, we've, got made... to, we've, got to touch, we've got to touch on that. <laughs> so, okay, Cisco. I, I'm not one, and I never have been, I never will be, and I was annoyed on the North Stand hearing people boo Cameron Dawson. Mm. Uh, and But at Swansea away, I was singing for that man's head. 
I never normally do that. In fact, now I was telling him, singing him how SHIT is football is. Yeah. Because it, I could not understand what we were doing. No. I, I, I could not fathom out what we were playing. We were trying to play a low block defensive football with players who we knew in League One could not do that. And it was just torture, watch, waiting for the inevitable to happen. And it there's it, it, like a slow death every match. Yeah, uh, and I just couldn't understand what he was trying to achieve or thought he would get from this game, apart from a lucky point at Leeds. Yeah. And at Swansea, I, I find it, and I thought at the time it wasn't really a penalty at Swansea. But then looking back on it, okay, potentially probably was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just what we what are we doing? What is this about? I don't get it. And I think it was just the the Sunderland home game oh. um, when when the statements and things like that had been made. We actually left at half time. I've never left a game early in my life. Wow. But we'd driven up and it took us five hours that day to get there. And um, we listened to you guys on the way, because we, as, you, as you know, we listened to the Wednesday week on, on the way to games. And uh, we listened to that. And I was just so flat. I couldn't even be bothered to stand up and applaud them coming out of the tunnel. I knew we were going to get rinsed by Sunderland. I thought they were the best probably team I've seen all season. Uh, and, and it was 3-0. And <laughs> then my son and I turned to each other and said, look, are we going? It's 33 minutes. And he went, well, if they score one more or half-time, whichever comes first, and I was praying for a fourth. I was thinking, if we get a fourth, I've got to see it till half-time. And I sat there till half-time, and I think like the rest of the hills were a bit like on Saturday against Millwall, and we kind of emptied at that point. I think I think um, Sunderland felt sorry for us and made it a oh. training match in the second half. Yeah, it, 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 They just basically brought their kids on and, and, and used it as a training game. Yeah. Which is massively embarrassing. So... Obviously, he's gone. We we know how bad he was. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me about the Swansea sorry, game sorry. as well, um, which is a darn sight. I know it's not much. It's okay. It's on the doorstep for you, but it's a bloody trek from Sheffield. It's old Swansea. Yeah. So um, let's have a look at Danny Rule. What, what what do you think? How are you feeling? I, look, I know the results haven't been great. I mean, certainly Saturday's result wasn't. But what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Cisco just touched on back. It's a bit like, not seeing when Alex Ferguson and Darren Moore are similar, but when a, someone who's brought success to your team leaves, um, nobody really understands why he likes it. The next guy's not going to have a chance, but he won't have a chance because of the football he played. Uh, already, I still see a huge difference in terms of what we're trying to do with, with Danny Roll. He just, mm-hmm. we've just not got the good enough players. And if I look at the championship, that you know, Watford being an example, um, Millwall on Saturday a little bit, no one in those teams do I go, oh, yeah, I, they, I'd love to have that player playing for me, mm. for us. But they're all very similar. They're, yeah. they're young, they're athletic, they're quick, and they move the ball in such a way that the receiver is never having to struggle and it's in tight football. And if you watch mm. Millwall on Saturday, they were just picking up in between the lines, just off the sentiment every time, and we just couldn't cope with that. We tried to do that at Bristol City away, I thought. And yeah. I, so I can see... That until we got Bannon sent off, uh, so, so until Bannon was wrongly sent off. Um, but I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying yeah. to play a formation where he has a, it's a four three. Sorry, it's a, it's a three, two, three, whatever it is, one or whatever. But basically, the, the two guys play off the striker. They play in the field between the lines. They rotate round, and yeah, we play through at the back. And I, I think it works for us when we, mm-hmm. when we get it right. But on Saturday, I just felt our touch was off a little bit and yeah. the ball was never under control. And um, after 20 minutes, the first goal really, really killed us a little bit. So. Mm. But yeah, I, I like him. Um, he's brought some energy. I think the fans like him. 
Um, he's got a bit of charisma. Um, mm. He talks well. Yeah. And, and Wednesday fans, in my humble opinion, the ones I've ever met and spoke to, are, are realistic football fans. That they're, they're not the majority of them. They understand the game, understand what he's, we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll give him a chance. But I just generally don't think we've got the, the quality overall compared to what I see in the Championship. And it's a step up since we were last in the Championship. Without a doubt, it has moved on, hasn't it? It has yeah. moved on. I think yeah. what we'll find is hopefully he, I think some of the loans will go back in January and he'll be able to bring his own players in. And hopefully those three or four will create that, that what he's trying to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I, I did ring up and tried to pay him £100, but um, <laughs> there's there nowhere to pay it to. So. <laughs> if need, need some transfer funds in, in January, then I'm more than happily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too right. So I asked you a question offline, off air, did, yeah. um, about your, if we were to have a five-a-side match, um, over the years that you've been following Wednesday, who would be, <laughs> who would be your Firstly, your five players that you would pick from keeper to defence, midfield and up front. Who, who would you pick? Right, technical question. Is it a five-side goal for the ones I grew up with who's two foot high and seven foot long or is it the <laughs> modern ones which are like this? You, 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 you can pick whichever one you fancy. Right, well, I, I want the modern ones which are taller and wider and then okay. big, big Kev in his heyday is filling that for me. Yep, yep. Yeah, And then, then he can take penalties if we have any as well. In, in his really brightly coloured... Uh, Sanderson shirt, the purple, yeah, the orange one, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, big, big, you'd be filling that for me, uh, uh, definitely. I tremendous goalkeeper, absolutely brilliant, yeah. um, underrated. Uh, and then, right, so I've gone for, I've actually gone for Paul Warhurst as my defender because, again, I'm going all out attack here. So, yeah, I'm going for Paul Warhurst. He can bring the ball can, out, can't he? he? Can bring the he ball can, out. Yeah, he can move it out, and if he gets close, he's having, he's having a ding. Des Walker would have been my other choice, but his goal scoring record wasn't was there. <laughs> Wasn't the best, um, was it, old Des? <laughs> no, bless him. Uh, and then uh, midfield, I don't think you can get past um, Mr. Sheridan uh, again. Bannon, I, people people turn he's not fit to lace Sheridan's boots, but I think that's a little bit roast into glasses at times. I think Barry Bannon's an absolutely ex- excellent player, would be brilliant five side with his, with his quick feet. But yeah, John Sheridan just gets in there for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's the Wembley dink. Uh, and then playing alongside him is going to be the only one. It's Chris Waddle, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a 90s guy. Yeah, so um, uh, Chris will be in there, uh, and then up front would be would be me. Um, if I was injured, then it'd be David Hurst. So <laughs> right, yeah. okay, you're putting yourself in there, are you? Well, uh, me and Hurst, you could have a little half and half each, but yeah, um, I think I could finish some of the chances those two made. I think anyone anyone could. So yeah, but, yeah, no, no, David Hurst, and then on on the bench. Just for that goal against Derby, and to make me fall in love with with Chef Wednesday, he always seemed to laugh as well. Yeah, would be John, would be John Harks. Would it be mullet or post mullet? Would he have the full mullet, mullet or full, full mullet? Full, full mullet, absolute mullet, yeah, full mullet. Yeah. He did. He and Chris did. Waddle, he could have his mullet as well. Uh, uh, yeah, Chris. Although I think when he came to Wednesday, the mullet had gone. Yeah, it's the Marseille mullet, mullet, wasn't it? Is it yeah, it was. Spurs and Marseille. The Spurs, yeah. the Spurs, wasn't it? Marseille. Yeah, I think he was in Marseille, Marseille as well. I'm sure. And then I think it the went. season before he came, it went. He still had the spikes on top, but the 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 Hawks harking back to South America, sort of. It was the proper, you know, deep south mullet, wasn't it? 
Yeah, imagine wearing the check shirt and everything with it with the off. Yeah, <laughs> driving a pickup, driving a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. like Callum Patterson, a bit like Callum Patterson. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we we've now got our own sort of John Hawks, Scottish John yeah. Hawks. So, and um, who would you have managing? That's, that's a good question. I mean, I, you could go back to to some of the managers we've had back in those days, but I wrote to one manager, and he actually wrote wrote back to me. Right, go on. A letter when I was a kid. So Trevor Francis, he gets. Right. I wrote. So I actually wrote him a letter, and I wrote to Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle sent me back a signed picture, and actually Trevor Francis wrote back to me a letter, and I had it framed in my bedroom for years. Yeah, and, and what, what, Chris, what? 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 So it's a time. It's a time when Trevor Francis was getting a bit of stick. I was thinking, probably you know when we we're like seventh in the league and you know yeah. losing the cup finals. And I wrote to him as a as a young fan saying, "No, I I thought he was doing a great job, and I just wanted to let him know I was supporting him." And, I always support managers, and yeah, he wrote back saying, "Thank you so much for your letter; it means a lot." And wow, yeah, so yeah, kept it framed. I don't know what that letter is now, but yeah, good old Trevor. I, 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 my friend who I go to matches with absolutely hates him. Absolutely hated him, and and I always point out to the point that when we sacked him, we were seventh in the Premiership. Madness. Let that let that sink in. Yeah, and we just <laughs> lost the League Cup semi final that year. I think it was to Man United. I mean, yeah, exactly. I know it was just crazy, and half the team were an England team. And it was just, yeah. What, so, yeah, what, so, uh, what football shirt would they be wearing? It can be home and away, home and away. Ooh, what was that? I only picked out the away one, which would have been the the one for my picture for this, which I've got here, which is the black and yellow stripe one, which is absolute class, beautiful. Yeah, I would have said the green and white one, but it's just too Celticy for me. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was my first ever shirt. Um, uh, yeah, but the the black and yellow away away one with the black shorts and the black socks. Oh, that that, that always reminds me of uh, uh, of Warhurst that kit. That always kit reminds me of Chris Bart Williams that that gold. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, good, that. good shout, good shout. Yeah, so, what home shirt do you reckon? Well, I didn't think about that one. So uh, it'd have to be probably the nineteen ninety two ninety three one. The black socks, black shorts, blue and black socks. Yeah, the um, the little umbro sign in there, the classic. Yes. Black Black and white Sanderson. First time we had no, there wasn't first time with squad numbers. I think the cup finals first time we had squad numbers, but yeah, yeah, that, that was a classy shirt. And that away shirt that year, actually, the yellow and pinstripe, black and white in it. That yeah. was a good shirt. I've got that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. That, yeah. That, that yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for your time, mate. It's yeah, been brilliant. You. It's great. And and safe journeys to all those matches. I'm sure we'll, I'm <laughs> sure we'll bump. Birmingham on Saturday week on Saturday. Birmingham week on Saturday, yeah, I'm not going. I've been before. I don't really remember it when I went last time because I was really, really <laughs> drunk. Um, but then we've got Leicester, I think. And, and, yeah, uh, Leicester, and then it's um, Blackburn at home. Yeah, and then we're into Christmas run. And then hopefully we'll see what happens in the uh, when the when the transfer window opens. Maybe we'll see some ins and outs. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear lots more in between. But, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. Um, you guys Brilliant. are great. We don't listen to the way to matches. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. We do appreciate that. And anybody who's listening to this, don't forget to like and follow us on uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow all, all along the bottom there is our TikTok, our Facebook, our Twitter or X, as they now call it. We still call it Twitter. And we've even got a TikTok page as well. And if you want to have a look on TikTok, if you're down with the kids, you'll be able to see that we spent the last weekend in Germany watching Hertha Berlin. And you'll be able to see how drunk Dan Fudge gets because he got very, very, very drunk. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you really, 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 really soon.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.